G'day folks, it is The Coach here and we are talking all the things Maggot Kin of Nurgle. Very excited about this, woke up really early if my, my voice cracks again, but hopefully uh, we'll be all good because I've got a cracking guest, someone who is disgusting and disease ridden oh, and... <laughs> Been given like you can just clearly see on the, on the look on his face. He's been gifted by the blessings of Nurgle. Um, I have James West. I've been told one of the hello. nicest men in Warhammer. There you go. Doing an introduction. He's already saying hello. Um, for anyone who doesn't know James, James is from the Grand Alliance Houston from the the Texas Master Series. I hear so many great things about you, and I've had the pleasure of of, of interviewing so many people from Texas. Seems like Warhammer competitive is living in texas these days but yeah. you you earned your shot here on the channel because you went 4-1 at the lvo in mm -hmm. january and then you backed it up four and one at the lone star gt um mm -hmm. so you've had you've had a pretty impressive run over the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. with all things nurgle and i remember when i looked at your list james and i will get your formal introduction in a second okay but i was genuinely surprised that you did really well not that i was surprised so when i say surprised mm -hmm. i was surprised that you were doing it with black king spoiler alert mm -hmm. and the reason i was surprised is because when i did my game my preview to the battle tome mm -hmm. and i did some you know discussions early on people were whinging they were complaining yeah they were yeah. ready to burn their uh, their their black kings like mm -hmm. it was um lord tremendous back in warhammer fantasy days who burnt his elven army they were ready to burn the house down because they thought uh, Blight Kings were the worst battle tome scroll in the history of mankind. Mm -hmm. And here we are. You've done four yeah. and one. So yeah. I want to unpack that with you. Yeah. Um, well, I thank you for the introduction. Um, yes, I'm uh, James West um, out, of, out of Houston here. We... Um, have a very large um, uh, Age of Sigmar following uh, in Houston, especially, um, and uh, just Texas in general. So we we get to cut teeth against people um, all the time. Um, <clears throat> and I've been having a lot of fun with uh, Nurgle since the book came out. Um, and uh, I, you know, mostly use what I what I had. Um, and it turns out it just uh, it works really well. Well, you've done incredibly well at some two large tournaments. You know, LVO was like just under 200. Yeah. Lone Star was about 100. I think it was slightly over or slightly under. Yeah, and by we the way, we're not... Well, please continue. No, no, I said we were about 100, yeah. Yeah. And, and when I say surprise, folks, please don't think that I was underrating Black Kings. I thought you guys were just overreacting. If you were a Nurgle player when the book dropped and they're like, oh, they're terrible, they're terrible, they're too expensive. Like, guys, remember, they've got a five-up ward. They can heal. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good things. Yes, coherency mm -hmm. kind of hurt them a little bit, but I thought the community for Nurgle was kind of overreacting. When I saw my Discord and Facebook and Twitter and, you know, everyone was talking demons, 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 but funnily enough, the top-placing Nurgle armies at two of those competitions were mortals, mm -hmm. which is kind of why I wanted to get you on the channel to talk about how do you look at the mortal side? You mm -hmm. know, what was in your lists and how are you using it? And, mm -hmm. you know, for anyone who still has that legacy of mortals are bad, demons mm -hmm. are good, let's 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 myth bust. Let's go back to the 90s and do a myth busting show and and myth um busting show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Does that sound good? 
Yeah, that sounds great. Got a lot of hype nerglings in the chat here, James. But yep. let's kick up. Let's kick it off. Let's let's start at the top of the tree and find mm-hmm. out why Nurgle. Why why are you a Nurgle player, and what got you started into the you know the, the garden? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first Nurgle army I ever had was actually Beasts of Chaos uh, back when. Um, it, it was a fun painting project because I'm like, oh, these are fun to paint. Um, back uh, during the end times of uh warhammer fantasy and i'm like oh man gores you can mark them now and they can actually do something and then they crash the world i'm like well okay um but started playing age of sigmar uh just because just seeing what it's about um and it's um i finally played out the general's handbook you know people were playing games and uh the community just started kind of growing from there because we had some really dedicated people here in houston um Carl Valdez, especially, who really got everything kind of uh, from the ground up. Um, <clears throat> but uh, when the Beast of Chaos book came out, I realized, like, I had, like, 100 gores. And gores are bad. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. So I, I sold them off and worked on other projects. And I got back into Nurgle um, at the end of our first uh, Texas Masters season in 2019. Um, I... Actually got second on there playing uh, Archeon and Friends, uh, which is Archeon and Twelve Varangard. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fun. Um, and uh, I won a Maggotkin or not Maggotkin, a uh, Glockkin at that event. And then, uh, oh, I love the Glockkin. Sorry, I'm I'm booing him because you referred to the end times, and it was the Glockkin who ruined my empire. So just, just <laughs> well, no, I had I had no got army his... too. I know, I know oh. how it is. Yeah, they just walk oh. up low, oh, throw a pot and um, blow up Nolan or whatever yeah okay um, <laughs> um but it's such a fun model to uh to paint and when everything was kind of locked down i'm like well i got time i'll paint them i paint them up and um i sat there i'm like well i guess i better make an army out of this um and uh it was actually more of a slaves of darkness army and i, I actually used uh converted stormcast uh as my chaos warriors which have taken on new life to be my blight kings uh so when 3.0 came out that army became illegal i i just didn't have any magikin models to use um as uh battle line because they were all chaos warriors um and so i just sort of left it there for in the side for a bit and then the new book comes out and i, I look at it i'm like oh okay i can uh, i can play this army again i just got to put them on 40 millimeter bases and boom um i've i've got it um and that's that's kind of the journey to to getting into to nurgle and i at least the current version of nurgle um and i had wanted to um actually here here he is he's glockin just um so i keep looking at him um and yeah i mean that's that's kind of how i got there i had started into to third edition here with um uh, lumineth because i had built them for the end of second because i decided to make 100 infantry and that was a mistake anyway yeah. um but then uh 3.0 comes out and that army's not I, I can't use it effectively so um i've been using nurgle instead and that fits my play style a lot more so well good question because i actually do want to ask you about play style and before we get into that 
Thorson, uh, this is like a strip club. You need to let us dance first and then we'll get naked towards the mm -hmm. end. We will get into the list. Mm -hmm. um, the list will be later in the show because mm -hmm. what's more important to me is not necessarily the list. It's how you got there mm -hmm. to understand the decisions on do you go uh, demon or do you mm -hmm. go mortal or do you go a mix? Mm -hmm. um, which of the sub-factions and how do you build towards? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's probably the key to this because yep. I can take James's list and run it at tournament, but the minute points go up or the meta shifts, you might find that you don't adapt as a Nurgle player. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely get into the list. Um, that's the trend of this show is more to talk about the top of the stuff, the decision. Yep. So you are a smarter Nurgle player. Then we'll talk about why he did what he did. Did he take a Glockkern and why? Did he mm -hmm. not take a Glockkern or he took a great unclean one or why Rod Why um, mm -hmm. yeah, Rodigus, why not? Yep. That's really what this is about. Um, <laughs> Nurgle at a strip club. This is there. That was, don't call me dad. Don't call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Nurgle and its play mm -hmm. style, right? Because it's probably a really good segue because mm -hmm. Nurgle's play style, and I think this was part of the frustrations when I was talking to Nurgle players between the books, right? Because most of the time when, when someone gets a new battle tome, mm -hmm. The books don't shift too much. Yeah, right. War Scrolls change and, mm -hmm. and Allegiance abilities change and artifacts change. Mm -hmm. But rarely do you see the faction actually completely changing its play style. Mm -hmm. Nurgle, old Nurgle, was very much about using the Feculent Narmor in yep. the middle of the board, mm -hmm. slingshot whatever troops are best at the time, mm -hmm. and rack up combat, rack up contagion points, yep. and just grind out a victory. Right. It was a really fast army at the time, mm -hmm. probably one of the fastest armies because of <laughs> the because of the yeah. run and charge stuff yes, exactly. in the feculum. Mm -hmm. And that all changed. Mm -hmm. That all changed in this book. So what is the Nurgle playstyle now? And how, how what, what have you found in that mm -hmm. kind of journey of playstyle? So I think for Nurgle. It's actually a book where there's a couple different play styles really based on how you choose to build it. Um, in the case of the mortals that I'm using, it is an army that doesn't have a lot of movement speed, but it is still very fast. And the way that it does that is centered around the Glockkin. Um, I think armies that if you want to use a lot of the uh, the Puscoil Blight Lords, the ones on the flies, or you want to use the drones, those ones are marginally faster, especially because you have a lot of deep striking options with them too. Um, I think uh, if you use a lot of Beasts of Nurgle, which is popular with the Fowling Host, um, that can be a fast-ish army because they can run and charge, and you can have a, a lot of board control by just moving them around everywhere. Um or if you just want to play, like, probably also the Fowling Host, but even Munificent Wanderers and just have a whole bunch of Plague Bearers, that's probably your slowest of, of your, your Nurgle options. Um, again, when it comes to Mortals, I went with what I thought was cool, and that's kind of using my design ethos for most armies, but I tweak it around that and um, what ended up working there. So with what I'm doing with, with my army, and I... I don't know if this is the time to vault the list or, or however you want me to do this, but um, the the core of the army is the Glockkin. And the reason he is the core of the army is because, um, one, he's 20 solid wounds. Um, 
two, he has a very good spell uh, that adds plus one wound characteristic to um, immortal units, which in this case is Light Kings. And then um, the third and most important thing, the thing that makes him 700 points is Blightkrieg. Um, Blightkrieg is probably the best rule in that book because it allows you to make a charge in your opponent's movement phase. Um, and in this edition, just Warhammer in general, any rule that lets you charge or move out of phase is worth its weight in gold. Let's unpack why, because mm -hmm. let's imagine I am someone who's newer to Nurgle mm -hmm. and I see a lot of lists on the internet and people are talking about the Glocken. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, I want to talk a bit more about as well after this, um, you know, because you, you're right with the Glotkin, it does add a whole lot of movement shenanigans to your list. Mm -hmm. Step back as a faction and James, you correct me if I'm wrong. Nurgle is a traditionally slow army now. Yes. Just, just on paper, it's a mm -hmm. slow army. Yeah, it has some summoning. Mm -hmm. um, you can put models on the board, yep. but overall, it's it doesn't really have any run and charge stuff. The mm -hmm. feculent Narmor doesn't sling you forward mm -hmm. anymore. Right. Um, it's just a, a slow moving army. Yes. Now there is some movement shenanigans. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the Glockin is one. Mm -hmm. The uh, Lord of Affliction, um, mm -hmm. Nurglings. You know, there's a whole bunch of things mm -hmm. that can come in from reserve. Mm -hmm. So there is some movement shenanigans, but mm -hmm. it's not the fastest army anymore. Right. Uh, what what you're really good at is you're able to be durable. You've got mm -hmm. your five-up ward. Yes. You heal either one or D3, depending on if there is a bunch of special units that we'll talk about in a minute. Right, right. But overall, you're a very durable force, mm -hmm. and um, you can take a punch. Yes. Uh, and that's where mortals excel over the demons, because the demons, you know, they have their five-up ward, which is still fantastic, but they don't have much in the way of, of armor. And so uh, they are less durable, but they usually have a lot more um, models and wounds to kind of make up for, for that. I was going to say that because that was probably one of the things that when the book first dropped, people seemed to be more focused. I mean, the, I mean, everyone obviously looked at different parts of the book, but the things what people were most excited about was like, was it fleshy abundance that turned plague bearers from mm -hmm. two wounds into three wounds? Yes. And that seemed to be the hotness. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then you add Sloppity Bile Piper who, who can stop you from piling in if you're you know within i think it's a 10 inch range or something from a demon unit or some bubble yeah i think it's uh wholly within 12 of the uh yeah hyper yeah. yeah yeah but like you know like like three wound plague bearers you know mm -hmm. you, you double reinforce it it's mm -hmm. 90 90 90 wounds in a, in, yep. in a unit right yep. um pretty crazy mm -hmm. yeah three yeah mm -hmm. just making sure my maths at this this time of the morning uh, yeah because they're right. a 10 man yeah yeah yeah, yeah so they yeah, yep. so if you, mm -hmm. if you double reinforce them, it's right. 30, 30 models, mm -hmm. three wounds apiece with the Fleshy Abundance spell. Mm -hmm. That's 90 wounds in one unit. So, you right. know, take that objective off me, lol. Mm -hmm. what, what, what is it about the mortals that you really like? And then let's go into that counter charge stuff and mm -hmm. why that's important. Because mm -hmm. I think it's such a unique uh, rule in the game mm -hmm. that we're all trying to learn how to make the most of it and what it really means in third mm -hmm. edition because i think what it did in second if the same rule applied in second versus mm -hmm. third mm -hmm. it's fundamentally even more powerful in third mm -hmm. so the um the mortals uh 
they hit a whole lot harder than the demons. Um, and that's that's one reason I, I look at the demons, at least personally. And I know people who play demon armies, they do very well. But I look at a, your Plague Bearer and I said, you have to invest a lot of synergies into that and they still hit like a wet noodle. The Beasts of Chaos, they can do pretty well. Um, but the Mortals, just a Blight King. Five wounds, threes, threes, red and one, one damage. Um, after combats, they will stomp on uh, units with uh, less than um, uh, three or three wounds or less. Um, I mean, five Blight Kings will shred a zombie unit. Mm. Um, they'll just they'll just do it. They'll just shred through through infantry like no one's business, and they'll they'll even take down monsters just because of weight of attacks. It's also a very good way to generate uh, disease points, um, which is the other uh, kind of new neural mechanic um, that is just so powerful against these strong units. I mean, you can you can roll terrible with it, but it's usually it's just going to start chipping away at at stuff um, and and deal extra. Um, mortal wounds, so it's it's they're deceptively powerful in that way. I was uh, just looking at my Magakin Nurgle book because you you mentioned plague bearers being uh, plague bearers, blight kings being five wounds. Now obviously they're oh, no, they uh, say five, five attacks. Oh, five attacks. Sorry, yeah. I was like five. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. When, when did that no, happen? The, uh, the, the the unit leader has five wounds, which yeah, yeah, yeah. throws a lot of people off because you got your five models, but they count for six on an objective. One thing I really like about what you've shared already, and and it's probably a philosophy that I've had on this channel, it's not necessarily about the top of the meta. It's not five like squeezing the absolute, you know, what is the the most optimum build in your list. It's about finding things that you really like and building around it. And I'm not saying that, you know, you have to be running Blight Kings and the Glotkin to be the most competitive. Certainly it is a great combination, but, you know, I have seen really good, you know, a, a units being running around with the um the big fatty the great unclean one yeah. mm-hmm. uh, i have seen a whole bunch of other competitive lists and i think mm-hmm. this is this reminds me a lot of cities of sigma where it's going to take time for for really good lists to kind of come out it's not as obvious mm-hmm. as as other books mm-hmm. um you know like you look at the stormcast book and there's clear winners right and that's why people know things like long strikes annihilators dragons formulators like you can name the top five but I, this yeah there's a lot of shenanigans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm let's talk Glockin rule. And then I want to bring up, I want to actually bring up the allegiance abilities and I want to unpack, how do you think about Nurgle? So talk to me about this, this rule on the, um, the Glockin and why is counter charging or charging in your uh, opponent's charge phase mm-hmm. an important rule in third? So the, the Blight Krieg ability, um, you use it at the start or I'm sorry, at the end of your opponent's movement phase, you issue the command from the Glockkin to another Magikin, friendly Magikin of Nurgle unit that is within range. And since he counts as a general, it's wholly within 18. Um, if the Glockkin is within 12 inches of an enemy unit and the unit you have issued it to is within 12 inches of an enemy unit, the Glockkin... And then that other unit may attempt to charge. Um, and so using normal charge rules, if you're engaged, you can't charge, but you can still be a target for it. It adds extra movement to the army, um, but it also denies your opponent a lot of abilities. 
um, it, it denies their movement to get into another position to say, you know, you want to get into a place to um, try and take an objective. Well, no, you can't. There's a Glock hidden in front of your face now. Or yep. let's say you're a dragon and you're armed with a lance or you're a fulminator and you're armed with a lance. You don't you did not charge that turn. Um, and that denies a lot of damage off of a lot of those units. And there are and in some there are some units that get bonuses when they charge. They get more mm -hmm. damage, more rand, you know, mortal wounds. There's something mm -hmm. that might get triggered on the base. Like my like I'm playing Sons at the moment. Sons mm -hmm. get to do some um charging rules. Yep. Um oh, and they get to do mortal wounds on the charge. Yep. I'm currently running Kragnos, and Kragnos mm -hmm. gets to when they charge. Um, if I charge a monster, I get mm -hmm. to roll two dice and multiply them, and that's the damage. So it could be like 36 damage on the charge yes. mortal wounds. You could just throw a Nurgling base at me, mm -hmm. deny that charge. Mm -hmm. Not only can I, one, not do up to 36 mortal wounds against mm -hmm. the, you know, a monster, mm -hmm. But if I, you know, if I, if I'm racing up the board, I've buffed up a unit. Uh, I'm talking myself as your opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've buffed up a unit. I'm like, right, I have done broken ranks, slayed the warlord. I've mm -hmm. I've used a battle tactic where I'm going to kill X. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to try to score Y objective. Right. You could deny me. Yep. With a Nurgling base. Yeah. With a Beast of Chaos. Mm -hmm. With with something that is just a throwaway unit that you're using for screening and you've pinned me and denied me doing my battle tactic. And mm -hmm. that can be the difference. If you talk to any tournament player folks, you will see that their goal is to score five out of five battle tactics, and they are building their lists to score five out of five. And if you deny me one... I, I mean, if even if you win the game uh, in some of these tightly competitive tournaments, just being down a battle tactic can drop you down four or five places you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah so I, I i just wanted to put that context to anyone because they're looking at that going well i can charge you my opponent's face so what well it means that you know you can deny certain things or if you want if they want to charge into x unit well you can put in a different unit in there and mm -hmm. protect your models right you can stop them getting onto an objective you there's so many things you can do with it mm -hmm. um it's a really like like double down it's a good rule. It's a oh, very it's, good rule. It's great. And you also toss an extra disease point on them because they're within three inches of you at the end of their movement phase. Let's talk those rules. Okay. Right? So we, we, let's talk Let's talk actually rules. So these mm -hmm. are your allegiance abilities. You get a whole bunch of things. You can get yeah. um, coalition units so you can mm -hmm. bring in um, Slaves to Darkness, mm -hmm. uh, Clan Pestilence Skaven. Mm -hmm. You can bring in uh beast of chaos mm -hmm. you get some rules around discussing resilience mm -hmm. diseased you get to heal uh or there's some rules around healing right. as well as um a boost to healing so right. i don't necessarily james need you to go through and do story time with coach and read through every single rule mm -hmm. but as a noble player right. What do you think about your allegiance abilities? Are there some that some of that are more useful than others? Are there things that you want to build around? Things that you might think as a trap? I know one of them is a bloody trap. Like when I looked at this and compared it to Cities of Sigma, mm -hmm. I looked at the Legions of Chaos and I thought, why on earth would I want to bring in an ally mm -hmm. like a Legion of Chaos? Um, other than like a cool option, or maybe there's like a couple of models like Skaven. There's a couple of Skaven models that I would consider, but yeah. otherwise. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's been kind of what the GW has been shifting towards with the or away from with the chaos stuff because yeah. before the most recent books and uh, third edition, a lot of the chaos armies were slaves of darkness with those extra rules on top of it. And now they're kind of peeling that back and saying, you want to play Nurgle? You, you use Nurgle models. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's my opinion on Legions of Chaos too. It, it is what it is. Um, as far as the allegiance, can, can I, can, can I just go back into Legions of Chaos? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything that you would consider bringing in? And look, the folks, the, the mm -hmm. reason why I, I, I'm a bit hard on the Legions of Chaos is that they don't gain the maggot kit of Nurgle rules. Yeah. So if you bring in a coalition unit of Beasts of Chaos, you bring in some Clan Pestilence, they mm -hmm. don't get Nurgle, which means they don't get to heal. Uh, and yeah. more importantly as well, they don't get to benefit really from the cycle of corruption yeah. and or also give out disease tokens. So um, they are one, they're one or multiple units that you're bringing in that don't get to benefit. None is there anything that you consider or you would bring in from a legions of chaos perspective i've probably only got one concept i'll answer i'll, I'll, I'll tell you what i was thinking and and mm -hmm. that really is bringing in a priest i think bringing in something from scale like um from mm -hmm. skaven bringing yourself in a priest whether it is a, a skaven priest or mm -hmm. even um something from slaves um, which which prayer would you be looking for to cast I mean, I mean curse might be an example of something that i might want um mm -hmm. i'm just saying like I, yeah. it's, i'm not saying it's something that i would <laughs> but it's it's a consideration that, that i would maybe bring i think your stuff in nurgle is so expensive points wise you just don't have the points to add in something from another yeah. book that you get no yeah. synergy out of yeah that and that was and then when i when i did the preview video that was literally my my last point was mm -hmm. There's some good stuff, but you're going to run out of points because your points went up tremendously. Black Kings are what, mm -hmm. 250 now? 250 for, yeah, for, for uh, five models. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you run out of points pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think they're worth every point, but that's that's just me. Um, no, 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 you're right. I, I, look, I think they might be just slightly maybe overcosted, like 230, 240, maybe, mm -hmm. but I think they're, they're fairly pointed. Mm-hmm. But back to the uh, allegiance uh, abilities, um, I had always advocated that disgustingly resilient needed to be on the mortal models, and it needed to just be an allegiance ability. So they did exactly what I wanted them to do. You don't have to have a uh, a hero following them around to give them uh, the the feel no pain, and that widens up the board for you because each of your guys are, I mean, they're their own little little self contained uh, thing now. Um, healing uh is nice just heal the one wound or if you're within 14 instead of wholly within of the uh at least in my case the glockkin or a great unclean one getting d3 is a nice nice touch um would then, you would you given that the locust um mm -hmm. gives you a d3 instead of the one as a nurgle player would you consider looking to get horticulus or festus into the list to increase the amount of d3 heals in your list or do you think like one big fatty whether it is a great unclean one or a glockin is enough i think it it depends on the kind of army you want to play um as well because if you are with with a great unclean one you probably could and probably should have other little support heroes with a glockin you don't really have the points for that um 
unless you're taking cheaper infantry like plague bearers or something um i don't which in that case you don't need the d3 like yeah. so i think it really depends i don't think healing should ever be something that you should expect to happen it's just a nice thing when it does um especially on your infantry so um, what i'm hearing from you is don't build a list that is super synergistic towards mm -hmm. healing and getting maximum heal right it's a nice ability but mm -hmm. certainly it's not probably the it's not what's what's going to win you games yeah yeah um and there's there's a one in three chance you just roll a one anyway so okay um but then the uh you know the next thing of course is diseased uh the disease is fantastic because i mean you're going to trigger that I mean, up to 10 times a game um and that can be uh, a lot of mortal wounds onto a unit um and and it it really can change the tide of some things i've gotten battle tactics um where it's like oh this combat didn't go as well as i needed to and then the model died from disease um and it is again it's also not something uh that unless you're playing a very specific like munificent wanderers build you should tech your army around there's some cool spells to, to get disease out but i think disease is kind of like an icing on top of an already good cake um as opposed to this is the the meat of the cake you know the 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 bulk of the cake this is what my army does this is a my army does these things and disease is is a fun thing gw gave me on top of it because i think Jamie, out of all the i was i was just going to ask you was that texas coming out there were you about to make a reference on meat cake uh, i don't think like i a, was i don't i, I think thought I you, was were, just... <laughs> you were going to combine you were going to combine <laughs> cake and meat and i'm like Hmm, I didn't see this when I went to Texas barbecue. No, no, I, uh, no, um, you know, the saying is usually the, the meat of the, whatever. I'm, I'm only teasing, mate. <laughs> I'm only teasing. But back to your point, because I, I also agree with you. Um, does, I, I remember when people were, were, were initially looking into disease and mm -hmm. they were looking to maximize disease and like, right, I'm going to get Umbral Spell Portal. Because like when I cast a, 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 an endless spell with mm -hmm. uh, was it with the um, the Rockbringer Sorcerer, yeah, it gains the Megakin of Nurgle keyword, which means I can throw it out, and then mm -hmm. I've got endless spells. They're going to do mm -hmm. disease, or I'm going to mm -hmm. put out souls to their shackles, and give me options for disease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were focused on maximizing disease early mm -hmm. on, and maybe making some suboptimal choices in mm -hmm. order to do disease. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it all, right, you know, you generate disease tokens through the movement and through combat phase primarily. Right. And you do, look, on average, you're going to do up to, look, if you maximized it, right, and every mm -hmm. unit on the on the battlefield had seven disease tokens, mm -hmm. statistically, you're likely to be doing three or four mortal wounds at the end right. of the, right. the, the, the turn. Mm -hmm. Is that enough to be forcing units like, Umbral Spell Portal, a Rockbringer Sorcerer, uh, Shackles, uh, Deep Striking, uh, you know, a Lord of Affliction and, you know, some um, some Pascal Blight Lords into a list just to get disease? No. No. I think the, the only list where you would want to try and maximize your disease outside of just getting stuck in with the enemy is if you were doing a 
you had like a great unclean one with a wither save um because then your disease fires off on threes and on one turn could fire off on twos um but you have to tech into that and i don't there's too many armies you could face where that doesn't mean anything yeah. where where it's just it isn't enough to be a big thing you you're like oh i got all this and you're playing against like sons of behemoth and they're just okay i was literally that, that's what i'm playing at the moment and that's literally what i was thinking i'm like okay you do three mortal wounds to me yep great great good for you yeah. like I mean, what, it, what it, you need to do is it, pull me down right right and it all it all adds up um it really does but the the range on a lot of those things is like 12 inches uh, or 21 inches and it's like you got better spells to cast through a spell portal i mean rancid visitations exists so yeah mm -hmm. and by the way by the way folks i'm not saying um that umbral spell portal or shackles is a bad choice i'm also not saying rock bring a sorcerer is a bad choice mm -hmm. what i'm saying is focusing your points value into the concept of maximizing diseases might not get you the return on investment that you are trying to generate. Now, if you build some more things like the Rotbringer Coven, and then you put in the Humble Spell Portal and you get a couple of cool spells out, mm -hmm. different story because mm -hmm. you're doing more than just building around getting maximum mm -hmm. disease points. So right. I just want to clarify for anyone who's thinking, oh my gosh, I'm painting a, a Rotbringer Sorcerer and I throw it out the window now because it's trash. No, it's more than just... Mm -hmm. trying to build purely on maximum of disease mm -hmm. you won't have the damage you won't have the um the abilities to to make the most of it on the table right because you just have to you you put so much into it and you maybe get i don't know three disease points on you or something and then at the end of the turn it goes down to one which yeah. the one stays and it's really fun to uh to laugh at um long strikes as they die to disease but um it's not uh you're you're at the end of the day nurgle is a combat army um and a lot of it is just getting their big fat bulks into your face so how are you how are you doing disease to long strikes because Plague's you know, in it cool explain yeah. a bit more I, I, just just because because a lot of people would know that long strikes is hitting at the back of the field mm -hmm. and nurgle being a, a a short to mid kind of mm -hmm. range army you don't have a lot of like if the play claw catapult from skaven could do oh, you know disease points yeah. cool mm -hmm. great story i can fling yep. fling power from far mm -hmm. so how how on earth as a nurgle player would i reach those long strikes who are sitting in the back of my field just pew pew yep. uh in this case um at the uh the lone star um events last weekend i uh put plague squall on Bloeb. um because you know if he's in range of his main spell i'll be casting that but plague squall it, it's it has no range it just has line of sight um and you you put uh you, know, you roll seven dice and for every six you put a disease point on a different enemy unit and the disease while it can go up to seven at the end of the battle shock phase goes down to one and but that one if you're rolling fours it's just nickel and diamond um stormcast so yeah, no, I dig it. And I think, um, you know, we, we've got more and more, you know, it's not just long strikes. You've got yeah. sentinels. You've got cruel boys with their their big, their bolts, the man, yeah. man skewer bolts. You've got yeah. daughter's bow snakes. You're going to have bloody night haunt soon with crossbows. Like there's going to be more and more shooting. So I think, I think something boost. to consider. Yeah, yeah the crossbows. Like you've got to start thinking about how mm -hmm. can I project power right. 
from far. Mm -hmm. And I think Plague Squall is a good example mm -hmm. of how you can do that. So um, on Bloab, it can be a great option um, and things like that. But mm -hmm. think about how you can project your power because yep. you don't have a lot of range and you right. don't have the speed and the teleporty shenanigans to mm -hmm. actually properly handle some of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Yep, you done? All right. Well, I, I think on the, on the... Wait, we missed one thing on the allegiance abilities. All right, all right, I'll bring it back up. Jeez, and that's geez. Uh, well, it's, it's not on this one. It's the cycle of corruption. That that was literally where I was going. That was literally. Hey, there where we I go. All right, there we go. Let's get to it then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have the image on my screen, so I do okay. apologize. But so the cycle of corruption changed. Mm -hmm. It was going to change. I think it, mm -hmm. it's now um, third edition friendly. Mm -hmm. First off, thoughts on the cycle of corruption. I have had games be entirely changed because of the cycle of corruption um i've i've rolled sometimes where it hasn't done anything and then i have other ones where i have the, the by just getting uh what i've rolled on that table it it's just stopped my opponent's plans in their tracks and allowed me to to get significant advantages on them uh, it is such a, it is not something that you should, should uh, rely upon, of course, but if you get something good on it, I mean, you can turn your, your entire battle round around that. Uh, it's, right. it's amazing. Here's some solid improvisation. Here's something that I literally just pulled up right now. How good am I? Um, oh, cool. Go, yeah. So I've, I've got the cycle of corruption mm -hmm. up in front of me for anyone who doesn't know the wheel. First things first, with the cycle, I think one of the most common pieces of feedback that I hear is it is very luck dependent. If you get early on in the cycle and you can't manipulate it like you used to, that was probably one thing that people mm -hmm. would love to be ability to be able to manipulate the wheel far mm -hmm. more than you can right now. Um, there are some really good stuff and, you know, really when you start going into like, you know, three, four and five, you know, yeah. whether it's um, Plague of Misery, mm -hmm. um, I can't read that in a really, really small text or Rampant no, Disease. And yeah, yeah I, like th there's some really good stuff, like mm -hmm. being able to, you know, subtract one from the charge roll, mm -hmm. uh, you know, units that aren't Nurgle can't pile mm -hmm. in or they've got to kind of move away. Mm hmm. You can't do, um, not rally, I couldn't care less about in most cancers, but, you know, stopping someone from using inspiring presence can be mm -hmm. really brutal. Yep. Because you, you know what salamanders don't have? <laughs> what? Please tell me. <laughs> they don't have a unit champion. No, there's a lot of, there are some things that, uh, uh, yeah, there's a few things mm -hmm. that don't have a unit champion, but, the, you know, when you when you roar it's uh, a unit in combat with a monstrous rampage, mm -hmm. it, it it doesn't impact inspiring presence because right. it's only in the combat phase. Mm -hmm. But being able to stop someone doing some serious damage, then mm -hmm. doing some additional chip mortal wounds from disease, mm -hmm. this can become really brutal. And yeah. um, look, it, maybe not as much because um, we're not in a horde meta. We're in a very elite meta right now. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of points are going into points. As a lot mm -hmm. of monsters. Mm -hmm. talk to me about the, the the early days like one two and three because i think people have said to me in the mm -hmm. past that you know it, it obviously the wheel where you land on the wheel is right. is, is luck mm -hmm. is real luck but if you land on one two or three you know those first couple of turns are not as great and right. it's just grinding through yeah um 
if if you roll like one, I mean, it's going to make it harder for someone to alpha strike you, but you're also hard to alpha strike just in general. Mm -hmm. Um, two, one, one, one being that all oh. Magikina mm -hmm. Nurgle heroes have a four up ward, so right. that's really not that's really nice. But in turn one, how if, if you roll that in turn mm -hmm. one, it's pretty useless in it's most cases. Fairly useless in most cases. Yep. Uh, Feck and Vigor, uh, which is the second one where they all, all your units uh, at the start of your hero phase heal D3 model or wounds, not models, heal D3 uh, wounds. And that's like cool. If you roll two and you, and you go first, it's literally useless um, because nothing's hurt. Um, I think I've had it once where I, I cycled onto that and I had a unit that was way away from the Glotkin and it helped. But generally speaking, Number two is not very useful. Uh, number three can be in the later games. I actually like to roll number three for turn one if I can. I mean, it's random, but uh, because so like, like you got some cooked dice there, mate. You got your, oh yeah, your... oh yeah, cooked dice. Yeah, cooked Nurgle. Uh, bought straight from GW. Yeah, um, but uh, because you, if you're in the later turns, you can generate a lot more uh, contagion points to uh, summon units, but otherwise not very useful so the, the first three um they later in the game they can be useful if you cycle yeah. into it but early on they're they're just kind of like well nothing's happening this turn sort of thing yeah it's very much around four five and six that people oh, yeah. most likely landing on although if i landed on number five um in turn one i think i would cry a little bit because number five is clearly my favorite no oh there <laughs> yeah uh yeah five uh getting five on turn one um won me a game against iron jaws really uh yeah i mean yes, yes. in that scenario because yeah. number five is like subtract one from charge rolls right. and uh non-friendly not non-nurgle units right. can't uh essentially pile in right yes in 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 an alpha strike run mm -hmm. up the board sons with cracknos or anyone yeah. with cracknos mm -hmm. uh yeah, yeah obviously that, that comes into play even against uh soul blight grave lords um Legion of Night if they're coming from the side or uh Castelli, you know, that uh, tenant's charge is, is rough. Yeah, yeah. I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Or if it's like, hey, I've barely made that charge, you're like, cool, you attack with one model. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um another thing to consider about that one, especially if you roll onto it turn two, um Blight Krieg. <clears throat> so your opponent is ready for this charge. They've got their unit. They're buffed up to hell. Those dragons, all oh, they move, they're in your face. Cool. Blight Krieg, tag one model on the side. You're like, all right, you strike first. You can't pile in. You got one model to attack. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's actually why, funnily enough, I was playing, and I do, I do want to talk a little bit about this because dragons at the moment are the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. um, Forminators and, and dragons yeah. are the boogeyman. We've forgotten about long strikes. We've forgotten mm -hmm. about sentinels. Actually, mm -hmm. you don't even care about sentinels. Like chip mortal wounds mm -hmm. at you, you don't care about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and Germ's right, you know, like um, hitting the four up ward, if you happen to come up against long strikes, Double shooting bow snakes from mm -hmm. um, Daughters of Cain. Yeah, yeah. The four up ward is great. So when I said you don't want the four up ward, mm -hmm. obviously it's situational. But if you're in a melee a melee army and they're not engaging you in turn mm -hmm. one, then yes, you've lost your yes. four up ward. Yeah. If mm -hmm. you have someone who can project their power early, then mm -hmm. you're gonna love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that four up ward, you either get it turn one or you get it turn three. 
there's no other way to, to have it because you have that one that's right after number six. So yeah, the uh the mm -hmm. corrupted regrowth. So at the yeah. start of your hero phase, you receive one extra. I wish they didn't use CP in this context. It's like yeah, I contagion really points, command points, and like it created a lot of confusion. People are like, mm -hmm. oh, I get a free CP. No, you don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but the wheel is good. Like I, I guess oh, yeah, yeah. to, to oh. bring that bring bring that point home, wheel is mm -hmm. good. Um, there's not a lot of ways you can really manipulate the wheel anymore. Is there? Uh, is that, there's like only one or two one, ways. There's one way. It's a uh, command trait, but you have better command traits to take. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, I remember there used to be. Was there a spell? There used to be a spell mm -hmm. where you could kind of like. Yeah, there was the a spell like a where you could, uh, you could set it to uh, whichever one you want, uh, which is mainly getting it prepped for next battle round because almost all of those abilities fired off at the start of the hero phase. So. I'm going to bring up the list. All mm -hmm. right. So this is what you all waited for. You've thrown, uh, thrown enough dollars on the, on the strip club and we're ready to kind of take our tops off. Here is the list that was, if anyone has just joined recently to the stream, they have no idea what that context was. If you were here from the start, you, you now know the joke. Here is uh, James's Maggot King of Nurgle list from the LVO. Now I know that you, so you went four and one with this list. Uh, mm -hmm. You were the highest playing Nurgle list at the LVO. Um, a couple of weeks later, you backed it up with a four and one with a minor change um, mm -hmm. at the Lone Star GT. And I guess I mentioned right at the top of the show that I don't care specifically about the list. Yeah. What I care about is how you got there. Why is it of the Magath Lords you chose Bloab over the three? You know, what is it within the, the Glotkin that really makes it worth one third of your points investment? And, you know, why Black Kings and why would you reinforce uh, one unit of Black Kings and not take a block of Plague Bearers? And you know what I mean? So this is not the uh, this is not the, the the only list you can run, folks. Run your Nurgle list until your heart's yep. content. Yep. But this is the one that's worked for James. So, James, mm -hmm. take me through. You've got your Blessed Sons, Hold the Line, Inspired, mm -hmm. Blow Our Brot Spume, which is the General with uh, Magnificent Viewboss. And the Glockin with Rancid Visitations. Uh, yes, Twisted Tree, absolutely. It is all of the Black Kings. You've got 10 Black Kings, 5 Black Kings, 5 Black Kings, Hunters of the Heartland. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, not be worried about people roaring at you. Mm -hmm. um, you've decided to take the extra artifact with your... I, oh, no, that, ignore I, that. That's me. No, I that's me. That's, that. that's, that's, it. That's, it. that's an error from me. Ignore that, folks. That was me copying and pasting from... That's that's my bad. Mm -hmm. My bad. Don't don't be commenting. It's illegal. Um, cool. Talk to me about the list. So the um, the sub faction for Blessed Sons. It's really the only one I can get anything out of. Uh, it's uh, basically a stormcast explosion when my guys die, but they deal disease points instead. Uh, so it's like yeah, okay. It's a nice extra little thing. I expect nothing from it. Um, hold the line. I have, you know, a lot of wounds um, in uh, uh, Blight Kings. Uh, so it's a lot to chew through. Um, and then the Triumph I don't use. I just put something on there. So because <laughs> I'm at so 2,000 points. So. so your Blessed Sons gives you the the extra disease points. So is it if a friendly Blessed Sons model is slain within one inch of an enemy before removing it, pick one enemy unit within one and roll a dice equal to the wounds. Each six is one disease point. Yep. It's okay. 
I mean, you, you, you're obviously doing it on, on Blight Kings, which has four wounds apiece. So you're getting four dice each time they die. So it might be an extra one or two mortal wounds here and yeah. there. You, you're, you're not dying in droves. You're, it's not like you're a zombie mm -hmm. and you, you know, you're using a dustbin to take your models off the table. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Is there any other sub-factions that this would possibly work in? No. Uh, I get nothing out of uh, Befouling Host. I mean, an extra tree, but you have to have a demon, demon general. general. So can't use that. Um, droning Guard, I have no flies. Uh, Drown mm. Men, I have no mortal flies. Um, I don't Field have any... Don't... The yeah, rock bring is covers doesn't rot coven, and then uh, I have no plague bearers for munificent wanderers. So it's it's the only one I can do anything with, and it's designed to be the the blight king one anyway. So yeah, I, I am a little bit sad that that was probably one thing I noticed with the sub factions is how specific the sub factions were. Like it mm -hmm. really did fit. Like, and that's probably one of my frustrations. Even when I was like a daughter's a cane player, mm -hmm. is that it kind of forces you down one route. You know, if I mm -hmm. want to do befouling host. Um, or blessed sons isn't really what I want to build around. Right. Well, you know, it's really one or nothing. Mm -hmm. And I, I, it, I mean, it can't all be stormcast where um, you can have a bunch of variety within your uh, your sub factions uh, just to get those cool little rules that affect everything. Um, but there's a nice simplicity to having at least how a lot of these used to work, where it's like mm. Staliarch lords. You take horses. You take yeah. this one because you like horses. Um, or uh, I have Daughters of Cain and I took, uh, took Calebron because that was the one where I could have more snakes in my temple nest back before snakes were good. Um, but uh, I think I think a lot of the, the changes now, um, you know, it, it does kind of pigeonhole in, in a different sort of way, in, in a kind of yeah. less thematic way. So I th I think with the sub factions though, when I look at them, um, they're not game changing regardless. Like okay. there's a couple of nice little boosts, and some mm -hmm. will benefit more than others. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you know, if you took Bless Suns like you are, and you're not really trying to build and maximize around your troops dying and giving out disease, yeah. it's not like you lose a lot. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the cool things um, mm -hmm. are inherent within the list. George, actually, actually, I'll, I'll pull up a question from George, who's mm -hmm. in the chat. Good, good question. Um, we we probably didn't quite touch on this one. And by the way, shout out to Sick Arthur in the chat as well, who's a jerkwad. Who uh, I played his Nagakin of Nurgle. And he's pinned by dragons in constantly with Nurglings and uh, uh, beasts of chaos or beasts of Nurgle, beasts of Nurgle. Oh, like he's just retreating and charging and pinning me down with sloppity. And my poor old dragons, my humble Storm Drake guard, couldn't get into combat mm -hmm. or pinned. My, my couldn't do anything. Uh, and poor old Kronda sat there and cried. Oh, so, poor, poor so sick Arthur, you're a jerk. No, it was a really good game. Um, but, but back to George's question around summoning, because probably one thing we didn't talk about is um, the summoning mechanics. Oh, now, yeah. some things did change a little bit if you were from the old Nurgle book to the new Nurgle book. It was more about the flexibility in some of the models. So um, you can still summon the way mm -hmm. you summon hasn't really changed. There's some minor tweaks. But you can still bring in like a great unclean one. You yeah. can bring yourself some plague mm -hmm. drones, some plague bearers. Mm -hmm. uh, you can bring yourself a, po a pox bringer or mm -hmm. uh, a new tree. What what do you summon? So this build doesn't build up um, summoning points very quickly. Uh, 
it really depends on the battle plan because if it's one where the territories are right next to each other like it's half the board is your territory half the board is your opponent's territory i can get into the opponent's territory very easily and start getting those extra three points a turn um, but if it's one where it's just 11 inches up i'm actually out of my territory half the time and i'm just don't i don't get summoning points very quickly at all so i don't plan around summoning but when i can summon something it's nice um so it all depends on the situation and what i have on hand if it's like okay i need a unit just to sit in the corner and block a charge lane or something I don't know if, if I got seven points, I'll summon a um, sloppy bile piper. Um, if I have a, uh, um, or or I like beast the beast of Nurgle because it's just a yeah. sixty millimeter base that's just in the way, um, and maybe I'll throw it and charge it at something. Um, I was going to say I, the be the beast of Nurgle and the Nurgling swarm would probably mm -hmm. would have been two things that I would think about in mm -hmm. your list to to be able to use the the Glotkin counter charge. Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, I and I guess I'll, I'll get to kind of how I, I utilize the, the list with that. But there are times where I, I have actually had the Glotkin um, elsewhere, and he has had a Beast of Nurgle that he will slingshot basically mm. off of using uh, using Blight Creek there. Because you just need a unit within 12, and it's like, I don't care if this unit gets in combat, but I care if the Glotkin gets in combat. Uh, yeah, yeah. And obviously, if you're trying to counter somebody uh, and you just tie them up, Nurglings mm -hmm. and a Beast of Nurgle are great. Mm -hmm. If you want to buff up or you want to use your Black Kings mm -hmm. and get in and, like, you know, wreck mm -hmm. face, then obviously you slingshot your Black Kings. But um, I'm hearing that you you don't summon very often. It's not a big part of your strategy. Yeah. Um, I want uh, Let's go into the list because Twisted mm -hmm. Trees asked a really good question that I want to bring up. But before we get into his question... I do want to get into the list because I think it might tie in kind of nicely. So mm -hmm. you've got yourself Bloab Rotspume. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, and Sloppity. I, I probably, I mean, Sloppity would be a, a, a okay hero, but because there's mm -hmm. no demons, you don't really get to maximize Sloppity in this. You'd be getting yourself a, a minor hero. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's cheap. He's cheap, and I can, I can put him on top of a gravesite or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's talk about, you've talked a lot about the Glotkin and, mm -hmm. you know, it's what, 20 wounds, 5 up save, cast a D3 Four, heal, okay. yeah, it's massive, right? Yep. Um, you get yourself um, a great command ability. What else does the Glotkin bring to the table? He um, is a 2-cast caster, uh, so 2-cast, 2 unbinds. Um, has a decent shooting attack, uh, you know, Ren 2, uh, can deal up to 7 damage or and it can also deal disease points because uh, you have seven attacks with it um he does have some pretty solid melee attacks now uh with three damage um attacks uh and he's he has a special monstrous action uh that can be used even against other monsters that um on a, on a two up uh it's basically a stomp that's on a two mm. up deals a number of mortal wounds that degrades and at the top bracket it's five mortal wounds he just body checks over five mortal wounds. It's it's really really fun uh, to do that. Um, yeah, and, and 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 I I really enjoy that. So as a Suns player, for example, I love that to start reducing screens because mm -hmm. if I can charge into a screen, mm -hmm. reduce some of those models, I can potentially manipulate my mm -hmm. my base in such a way that I can then 
use any range two or range three attacks right. to get into things that I, I need to get into. So, mm-hmm. yeah, f- five mortal wounds might go, okay, it sounds nice, but think about how you can use it, not just to do damage, but also yep. better position yourself because mm-hmm. you don't fly. So, right. you know, you can get choked up pretty easily on the board. Yep. Um, he does have another rule that doesn't usually come into play very often, uh, but can be very effective with his Blight Krieg ability as well. Uh, where at the start of your opponent's movement phase, you roll two dice um, for every enemy unit within three inches, and if you roll equal to or over their bravery, they either have to retreat during that that movement phase, or they take d6 mortals. So that puts your opponent in a very unenviable position sometimes, where they're like, can I can I soak these wounds? Um, or, uh, you know, do I have to, to move out of the way? And then your opponent moves, and you're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge over here now sort of thing or I, I will follow you type of situation um generally speaking he just is really big um provides a lot of just bubble of buffs and is, is a really good thing to build the army around um so it also is a very nice centerpiece model so uh i i i really enjoy the the glocken for a lot of reasons how do you, how do you make the most of the glocken in this list is it up front and trying to do damage as like a you know vampire lord on zombie dragon goes up and, and tries to wreck face as soon as possible is it in the backfield as a support behind the scenes like how do you use the the glocken in an average game it it depends on the game and depends on the the situation of course um despite having 20 wounds you know a four up save even with a five up ward it only goes so far um, he will he will probably get mulched by certain certain things. Um, so a lot of times I will run him side by side with the ten man Blight King unit, and the goal is not to get the Glockkin in combat. The goal is to get those Blight Kings into combat um, because they're they're actually the the solid uh, core of that army, um, and the Blight King's job is to support that unit. And then if he is able to get onto the side of, of something or he's able to, uh, you know, uh, gets he, he delivers them and then he goes off and does something else is often what happens. Mm-hmm. OK, so you're using him as a you're using him to replace the tree, essentially, where you're using it as a delivery mechanism to get those black kings uh, up into the face. And then you might go and charge something else and. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine you just keep kind of doing those types of things with your okay. Black Kings. and Yeah, uh, yeah. obviously, yep. like, this situation changes. Mm-hmm. But just, again, like, you know, some people might get concerned about using a 700-point model because it is mm-hmm. – look, it has some good shooting. Oh, it has some uh, good combat. It does more. It's got a lot of package, but, yes, it is a third of your army in, in one uh, concentrated spot. So I understand that. Yeah, cool. Look, it's a great – it's a great – yeah, look, just mm-hmm. don't – be smart with it, I think, is the yeah. key. Mm-hmm. But the thing that people kind of have started unlocking is uh, it is the time of the Magath Lord. It seems like it oh. has been a long time mm-hmm. coming. And yes. I, look, I've been playing Age of Sigmar since day one, and I reckon I might have played one Magath Lord in my entire six to seven years of Age of Sigmar. This is something that never really has hit the table. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so much so that, like, a, a year ago, I sold three of them new in box from uh, the end times. Like, yeah. just sold them like that. And, well, that, um, 
yeah, yeah, they weren't they weren't doing anything. No, they no, they no, hit no. like wet noodles. They didn't have a whole lot of survivability because they didn't have the built-in five up feel no pain, and it just it wasn't. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, and then this this book comes around, and especially in the monster, I don't know, monster meta, but I mean with the, with this uh, battle pack, I mean monsters are so effective. Um, that you have this, I mean, 300 is not exactly cheap, but you get a lot out of those models. I think, I think 300 is cheap. It is a, a very good valued investment mm -hmm. of 300. It's, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of the points that like the, the great unclean one used to mm -hmm. around the 300 point mark. Yeah. Uh, and indeed they are now impossible to find the yeah. irony t twisted tree. If I would have held onto those three uh -huh. new, new in box, mm -hmm. uh, I think I sold them for, yeah, I, I sold yeah. them like less than RRP, right? Uh, hindsight is, is, is wonderful, but mm -hmm. Magath Lords, yep. why is it the time of the Magath Lord? Why do you only have one of the, th of the three? Why is it you've chosen wizard Magath Lord? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people really like Orgots. Um, and, mm -hmm. and he's definitely a massive damage dealer. Mm -hmm. Um, so in my case, I, I had the well, one, I cannot fit, uh, Morbid X into this list because he's 320. Um, but I just had no interest in him. He does nothing for me. Like Morbidex, you take if you want Nurglings, I, I guess. Um, Orgot, it, it was actually a very tough decision between Orgots and Blowab here. Um, because Orgots, he's he's throwing out commands left and right for free. You are very command point efficient with him. Um, he has a three up save, a three up five up. He's really hard to take down with his um, 14 wounds, I think um he uh, yeah oh yeah Hawkeye's got 14 and blab's yeah. got 13. Yeah. Yeah. um he's got uh good damage with those rod axes of his um and then his all the the mounts are solid uh so that was a very hard choice of do i want this guy who can be self-sustaining and uh and go around and, and help the the blight kings here uh and just throw him at something to kill things um or do i want blowab and i ended up going with blowab because he's a great support piece um he has the best shooting attack in my opinion out of the three especially with the range of 14 um and ren 2 it's it's solid um he has an innate plus one to cast which is really good um and he's it makes enemy wizards minus one to cast if they're near him which is cool if if, mm. if, if they're in range um just being near him in the shooting and the um uh combat phase can deal mortal wounds and make your opponent minus one to hit which is huge um and then uh lastly his spell his inbuilt spell is so good the miasma of pestilence, oh, pestilence. yeah mm -hmm. so is it casting value of six range 14 uh, pick an enemy unit within range uh, until the next hero phase. Roll a dice. Uh, any wounds or mortal wounds were allocated to this unit on a two plus. It suffers more D3 mortals. Yeah. And that's what? crazy in an army that can deal wounds in basically every phase. Roll a dice at the end of each phase. Okay. So if so you're you doing. Can... Go on. Yeah, I mean, you can, uh, with like an arcane bolt, you can deal wounds in the the uh, the hero shooting. phase. Uh, well, I guess any phase no, you want, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you have shooting attacks. Um, 
you can deal you know uh with monstrous uh rampages you can deal in the charge phase combat of course and then battle shock you even deal wounds in the battle shock phase because of your um uh disease points sick off i swear i was this was unintentional um i didn't i wasn't teasing you about it being a supersonic uh, fast not anymore um i was just not trying to pick up my my traditional get get swifty hat so i'm not teasing you nurgle you are slow but but let's call it revenge for what you did to me on tabletop simulator but yeah no it's a great spell i think i think what i just wanted to call out was um i see a lot of people leaning towards horgots mm -hmm. which is a great great oh, it's, um, it's fantastic it's choice yeah, it's a great model. It's got a little bit more more wounds. Mm -hmm. uh, has a better save. It mm -hmm. does more damage. So if you're yes. looking for combat, mm -hmm. Horgots is the, is the one that you want. Mm -hmm. If yes. you need utility and wizardry, this is a, the the Blowab's good. And given that a lot of wizards, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a lot, but um, mm -hmm. there is a high amount of wizards who are also those monster heroes mm -hmm. that are in the middle of the board. It is certainly easy to be within 14 inches. It's no longer the age where the wizards sat at the back shooting mm -hmm. from 30 inches because mm -hmm. a lot of those wizards uh, are, are now hero monsters. So right. there's a good chance for you to be within. Um, and it could be the difference between a mystic shield. It could be mm -hmm. the difference between um, some of those critical spells within combat. Mm -hmm. So I, mm -hmm. I, I like that. Thoughts on Morbid Dex? Because Morbid Dex seems to be the poor cousin between the three. It seems like... Yeah, Morbidex is good, but it's not as good as the other two. And so he, people have talked about taking taking two of the three. Like they'll yeah. they'll happily not mm -hmm. take the Glockkin and they'll run uh they'll run two mm -hmm. of them. And it's always Morbidex that misses out. Well, I think you can run the the two of them, uh or well yes, you can run two of them and you have now two power projection areas because that's what they do. They I mean they're they're leader units, especially Orgots. Um, very command point efficient. Morbidex, uh, he he's shooting attack is bad. It's short range. It's it's a it's an afterthought. He's mm. okay in combat. I think he's actually has the same profile as uh, um, uh, Orgots. Uh, it's slight, it's slight, it's slightly, it's slightly less. Like he's okay. sides five attacks. The rod axes is seven. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's comparable, right? You know, they've got yeah. 14 wounds. But, oh, sorry. He's got two wounds less. Morbidex has got 12 right. wounds while... But he Orgos does still have 14. a three-up save, and he does... Um, he heals half the wounds he's taken at the end of uh, the battle shock phase. So he's hard to kill. Um, but beyond that, the only real other synergy he has with just about anything is uh, Nurglings. And... You have to ask yourself, do I want to take a six block of Nurglings? And what do I get out of that? You you get an, a unit that's hard to remove because you can't chip damage out Nurglings. But you're also not going to do any damage except for via um, disease points. And so you just don't... For 20 extra points, you just don't get the synergy out of it, I guess. Yeah. It, it is is yeah. my opinion. Because... because yeah, I, I don't know. I, I and and I don't like how the model looks, so I have no idea, no desire to build it. I, th I think I think Morbidex plays well into the demon build with Sloppity, mm -hmm. with um, Nurglings. Mm -hmm. If you if you want to to do that, but do I want to be bringing back a slain Nurgling within seven? Is that a great benefit? 
probably not when you compare it to just paying a little bit extra mm -hmm. points for Horgots. I think you get a lot no, more no, return. You pay out less of... points for Orgots. What? what? Morbidex is 320. The other two are 300. Okay, that's that's crazy. Uh, I, I think Germs mentioned a good point. You know, Morbidex is a great tank mm -hmm. in an army that is already tanking. Um, I will I will go back to Bjorn, um, who who asked a good question, and I'm I'm always conscious of people who um, who may not know some of the terminology we use. So, um, projection of power or power projection. Mm -hmm. So, I, I don't know if you, as the guest, do you want to answer this question, or would you like me to take it? Ah. Uh... I guess power projection means different things to different people. I guess in my case, it's you're you have a solid block you can build around that you can have over in this corner while the rest of your army is doing something over here. Um, and it doesn't matter that they're on the other side of the board from each other. They're able to do what they're able to do, and your opponent must deal with both of them somehow. It's, it, you know, at, at a very high level, it is um, how do you influence the board mm -hmm. and how how much of the board can you influence? You know, can you project your power? Can you do damage? Can you unbind? Can you do movement anywhere across the board? Are you contained in certain little areas? So a perfect example would be like um, uh, Night Haunt. A lot of Nighthaunt doesn't have a lot of shooting. Mm -hmm. They are often in what's called a castle where their heroes are protected by their mm -hmm. bodies. And in a lot of situations, they will move up as a castle. Mm -hmm. So their power is like circular to where the troops are. But then you have other armies like um, Soulblight Gravelords or you know, there's a whole bunch of armies that with you know have abilities to come in from reserve. Uh, mm -hmm. Or long strikes are really powerful because they can shoot from quite far range. Mm -hmm. Or sentinels can um, ignore line of sight. Right. So really power projection comes down to how much can you influence the board with your power, whether it's mm -hmm. combat, melee, shooting, um, magic, whatever it might be. But um, look, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that you can do within this build. And if you need more coming mm -hmm. in from reserve, you've got, as Matt's talking about here, you know, alpha striking. Yep. You know, you can bring, you know, you can bring the Lord of Affliction in mm -hmm. and bring uh the pascal blight lords yes. on the table so and that's that's definitely a way to to do it and i've i've had it against me and uh it's uh, that command trait is is solid um yeah it's a great it, ability it, yeah also depends what you're throwing it against too um so uh cool. yeah mm -hmm. all right here's i brought your list back okay. and uh i fixed it i fixed it there's no there's no magic extra artifacts so i do want to okay. i okay. want to quickly okay. fix it up so okay. you got your glotkin glotkin is great um i think the alternative builds here folks if you don't want to own a glotkin or you can't find a glotkin mm -hmm. ironic because you know you could put in two magath lords Orgots, and blowab yep. and take a very similar spot so mm -hmm. there's pros and cons on either side mm -hmm. um you then got your Blight Kings. Talk to me about your Blight Kings. Why wouldn't you just go four units of five? Why have you got a block of 10? The block of 10 is... Um, I mean, I initially did it just because I, I had 10-man units. Um, and uh, I wanted to see how it played. It plays really well. Um, because the 10-man unit, you're not going to get all their attacks. That's fine. You're still five attacks a model. You're getting you get you get six or seven of them in. Okay, you're still doing a ton of damage. Um, the biggest thing is that is 40, you know, 41 wounds for your opponent to chew through. 
51 if you get um, the Glockens base spell off on them. Um, and it is a lot to deal with. They deal a lot of damage. And you, you especially when you combine it with Blightkrieg, you're not giving your opponents the ability to ignore that unit. Um, because you, you just you auto run them, you know, six inches, 10 inches up the board. It's your opponent's turn. Okay. Are they going to move towards you? Cool. Um, you have to deal with this unit. I'm not giving you a choice. Um, and that is easier to deal with, uh, with a five man unit, even though it's still very hard to deal with them than it is this 10 man unit. And I think in the, the games I've played with this army, I've lost that unit twice mm. maybe mm -hmm. um, question from the chat uh, i'm just looking at the war scroll now to see where the synergies may lie someone someone made an interesting comment around the demons and maybe you're maybe you're not the I, I don't know how much you play on the demon side but they mentioned you know potentially about bringing in bellacore maybe as a coalition um i i, I i'm not i'm not sure personally like i'm looking at it and i'm sure there's some legs but i don't know if i would go down to bellacore um, uh i mean bellacore can be used in any uh chaos army as a nice piece just because of his innate rule he mm. um i mean he's he's a self-contained model basically i mean he doesn't even get all that much for being in his own army um he is he has a self-contained control uh he's a solid combat model um he bellacore is just good um i he wouldn't I, have a he, he yeah. wouldn't have a ward though that's no. that's probably what makes me nervous is that he doesn't uh, that's what i wanted to look at i'm looking at the war scroll for bellacore bellacore mm -hmm. doesn't have a native ward right and he relies on legion of the first prince or whatever uh faction is in. correct correct so if you if you took bellacore look obviously dark master is great mm -hmm. there's some really good stuff in there you know shadow form is going to mean that you mm -hmm. know he's on un, uh, unmodifiable armor save mm -hmm. good spells yeah. but you in the in the meta right now which is a lot of mortal wound shooting mm -hmm. and a lot of damage out there mm -hmm. 14 wound hero mm -hmm. i would feel nervous without a ward and i'm giving yeah. up something compared to like your five up noble but mm -hmm. you know yeah i i wouldn't consider using him um but he is i, I mean it's it's Bellacore just has a lot going for him. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, you know, you can you can really mess up a lot of armies real bad just by one turn, just being like, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that that becomes really powerful. You shut down Techless mm -hmm. and Croak, and you can shut mm -hmm. down a lot of really critical things. You know you that can shut um, down those that... long strikes for a turn. You know. <laughs> Correct. Or that more crusher that's coming at your face, yep. or those piggies that are coming up. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, cool three up. No, you're not coming at me. And you know they've they've lost that battle tactic. They have you know potentially you're going to get double. You know you're going to double turn mm -hmm. them because they've gone alpha on you. So. Yeah um no it's just an interesting comment um maybe when i speak to the nurgle player i'll, I'll find a nurgle player to kind of mm -hmm. um like a demon side and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get their perspective as well but yeah I, I probably agree with you james i'm probably not um i'm probably not super excited with bellacore mm -hmm. in nurgle yeah yeah you i uh, points. you just have points the points are just it, so restrictive it, it, it's that that's too you just don't have the points for him 
when you have other monsters you could take for less points who get more synergy out of it, such as Orgots. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, you do you. If you want to run it, run it. Yeah. Like, tell I, me how you. Oh, do oh it. I, I will never tell somebody not to run something because they think it's just cool. Again, that's that's how I build armies for better or worse. Back back to what we were talking about before the Dark Master um, took mm-hmm. us over with a three up divert the conversation. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the ten plague, so Black Kings, yes. and you were talking a little bit. And this is probably one of the concerns from the folks was mm-hmm. that. The coherency rule means that you're not going to get all of the attacks out of the Black Kings mm-hmm. because their range isn't big enough and their mm-hmm. bases are too large that you can't get them all into combat. Oh, unless you know you're really, you know, mm-hmm. combat happens to go your way. But right. now that you've gone four and one at two yeah. tournaments, are you still true to keeping them at tens? And yes. if you do, why? Because you're able to put your buffs on one unit um you're able to get the major the max out of like a mystic shield uh, although oftentimes they just put it on the clock in himself you get the most out of a um uh a blight krieg out of them you get the most out of um uh abundance of flesh you get a lot out of that in a solid core there and yeah you're not going to get all their attacks but okay you have a you basically have a blade of bodies there um and what's even more fun about that unit is if you put abundance of flesh on that unit, you now have a unit of five wound models, which are now two bodies on each objective. Uh, yep. So, if, so is, for folks who don't know this, if a model has five or wound, uh, five or more wounds, and isn't a monster, it counts as two on the objective. So if you've got those ten blight kings on an objective, they're now twenty, uh, counting as twenty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you you are now taking this objective pretty well. And, yeah, I mean, you, you probably aren't going to get everyone to attack, but, I mean, you're probably, you're, you'll probably take casualties here and there, and um, that's that's fine. And they're they're there to, to be a, an anvil, but they're also the, a hammer. Like, they do both things very well. And through, I mean, one-inch gaming and stuff, you can kind of get it where you can get a lot of them in, but... At, at the end of the day, um, I've had really good success having that unit um, because there there are times when, uh, you know, I, I, the opponent takes them three, four turns. They whittle it down to three models, but they're dead and I have three models left. So mm-hmm. you probably thought about this um, a lot. Um, the Lord of Plagues, uh, mm-hmm. a model that doesn't feature in your list. You right. know, you've obviously got a lot of points tied up into the Black Kings mm-hmm. and you know, the, the, the Lord of Plagues gives you, you know, uh, one, one of those Black King units to get plus one attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a, another great ability that it can, what was it? Uh, if he attacks, they get to yeah, attack, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Any reason why the Lord of Plagues doesn't feature, I assume it's just because of points it's and you've thought that mostly the value of... Yeah. Because the value of what the Lord of Plagues wouldn't be nearly as much as I imagine if you were going to do that, you're either dropping the blight, bl- dry kick down to five, or you're replacing Blowab. Yeah, I imagine. And I thought about that um, initially when I was I was making the list. Um, it just three hundred was so perfect. It's like it it had to have been designed this way. 
but uh, I really thought about um, instead of taking him, taking two smaller heroes, either like a, uh, a sorcerer and him. I think that fits in three hundred. That's like two ninety or let's, something. Let's let's assume it does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and it was between the Lord of Plagues and a Lord of Blights. Um. I don't think the Lord of Blights does enough. Yeah. He gives one model a shooting attack, which is can be good, but not all that useful. He's just a got a three up save and a bunch of wounds um i think that's an alternative way to run this if say you don't want the glockkin um mm. and if you don't want the glockkin you should be looking into your smaller heroes um because then you have smaller bases of power uh throughout there because you can have a lord of plagues supporting a blight king unit you can have a lord of blight supporting a blight king unit you can instead with those 700 points have a lord of afflictions and a unit of um pusco blight lords that you have now have on the other side of the board here um well, you, know, you can take a, you, can, you can take a lot of affliction with one single and then you've scored one of your battle tactics being you know both in enemy territory yeah. right like they're mm -hmm. straight off mm -hmm. because you know the, and, and we probably could have this discussion right because the chat is talking about you know what about got gut rot spume and... uh yeah he's i mean he's good well i don't know gut rot himself is i'm ambivalent about but the ability to put a unit in your opponent's backfield is good but you also, well, so uh, what's his name? Thomas Guan, I think he runs uh, Blight. He he runs uh, Glockkin, but he runs Gut Rot and uh, his ten man unit of Future Blight Kings. He just puts in your opponent's backfield, and he says, "Okay, they're already there. I don't have to deliver them. They're they're there. You now have to deal with these forty wounds in your backfield, and mm. it's solid. It really messes with the uh, the the opponents." Um, I, I just didn't want to do that, but I, I appreciate, um, the flexibility you get from being able to just put that many, uh, uh, that much damage and that many wounds in your opponent's, um, backfield or on the side of the board, wherever you need it to be and keep your opponent guessing. So, um, I think anyone who wants to use gut rot and they want to use that, um, he pairs so well with blight Kings and um very very solid mm -hmm. do, do you want to though just because you just because i can drive with my feet doesn't make it a good idea mm -hmm. and I, I guess like when i'm thinking about got rob spearman i can bring things onto the side of the board mm -hmm. am i not better to be in the middle of the board trying to take on objectives and trying to control the center or because like if i need something to come from the side mm -hmm. as you've already said lord of afflictions mm -hmm. play drones I've mm. got Nurgling bases that can do some teleporting mm -hmm. shenanigans. There's a whole bunch of things I can do that already. So I why think would that, I? Why would I want gut roll? So I think that works well in a combined arms army, where you have your core of that army, your an, your your anvil is plague bearers, mm. because now you have your cheaper infantry, and they um and you put them in the center of the board and you support them, and you say cool, kill this, oh but deal with that. Mm -hmm. and i think that's I think, that's how he plays that list and he did very well at uh lone star with that yeah i think that's the key right like when i look at your list and do i want to bring in gut rot spume i think the answer is no i think the glotkin with the blight kings are a great delivery mechanism 
and they get, they get there fast enough so correct correct yeah. and you know i could argue you know he's blowout better than Horgots, you know mm -hmm. and there's obviously pros and cons on either side but ultimately you know i think the way you've constructed it is great but if you're right to your point if you want a bit more of a mixed art of force mm -hmm. you don't want to run glock or you don't want to run nearly as many um black kings mm -hmm. yeah gut rob brings a great delivery mechanism if you don't want to bring in the Pascoe Blight Lords, you right. know, you want mm -hmm. more Blight Kings. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I think it's some really interesting builds. And I think the question is, what does that 700 points do with the Glocken? Mm -hmm. And what can you do with 700 points? And I already mentioned two Magath Lords would be the same price. You know, you, yeah. you mentioned earlier, you could drop three or four different smaller heroes, Festus, mm -hmm. Lord of Blights, mm -hmm. Gut Rop, whatever, Harbinger of Decay. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and have um, plenty of points for another unit too yeah correct or you could bring yourself yeah you could bring yourself in a mm -hmm. whole bunch of you know maybe some screens maybe yep. something that would protect mm -hmm. uh if we do get into more of these alpha striking because mm -hmm. kragnos is becoming more and more popular i'm seeing more yeah. craggies coming out so in in theory this is mm -hmm. good to get your power up but if mm -hmm. someone is charging you iron jaws mm -hmm. kragnos yep who knows who else is sons coming up to charge yeah. you mm -hmm. sons yep. all of a sudden it's like well maybe i do need that delivery mechanism mm -hmm. to get in the backfield mm -hmm. or if that iron jaws players rushes up to you in turn mm -hmm. one well you're in the backfield either mm -hmm. avoiding them because your units are in reserve or then you're in theirs and right. um you've kind of almost denied them because they've rushed up the board or they mm -hmm. they won't rush because they're like well, what's the point rushing when you'll just jump behind me right so lots of lots of ideas. I think that's mm -hmm. the cool, and that's probably why when I, I said at the start of the show, it'll take some time for really good lists to come out mm -hmm. in the scene is because there's a lot of list shenanigans and things mm -hmm. you can do, and just the the choices aren't as obvious as mm -hmm. again storm. A lot of people think it is because I, I do get a lot of people looked at a lot of the things that came out, and they're just like, "This is also expensive, and it doesn't do." A whole lot um but i mean people said that about uh varn garden they did <laughs> yeah there your opponent can't can't score objectives if they're dead and as there is a lot of people who are out there shooting mm -hmm. and a lot of magic and just ultimate mm -hmm. power projection that is one great way to counter the the what's going on in the meta well mm -hmm. okay well your long strikes want to shoot my thing off the board mm -hmm. but guess what if it's not on the board mm -hmm. then so what yeah. and if i come yeah. in from the side then i can get into your long strikes mm -hmm. pretty easily right and and matt to your matt, matt's point i i am absolutely shocked when i played sickarth in in mm -hmm. who was in the chat earlier i don't know if sickarth's still um here but i was really surprised how well beasts of nurgle do i was mm -hmm. i was i was um blown away mm -hmm. and the ability with sloppity to then retreat like, obviously they in inherently can retreat yeah. and charge mm -hmm. so then they just constantly be running around pinning mm -hmm. my you know wherever i was trying to win the battle and then right. sloppy's denying me mm -hmm. they're quite durable especially yeah. in in that particular eight, build eight where they can and, yeah yeah, I was very mm -hmm. impressed. I think there's some really good builds, and Sigarth mm -hmm. is in the chat. So, um, and if you're you're playing, you're almost certainly playing them in Befouling Host, which is um, generating summoning points faster than the other lists. So you're replacing your losses fairly easily. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Any reason why you didn't go with the Pascal Blight Lords, given that you are a mortal build? Mm-hmm. Um, is there any reason why you didn't go with a, a, a Blight Lord unit? I don't own any. <laughs> if you did, if you did, would you? Probably not. Um, I don't think they're useful on their own. I think they're 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 you're better off spending those points on a more solid unit that can deal more damage, like another unit of Blight Kings. However, um, you you take two, God forbid, four of them, and you put that with that Lord of Afflictions, they're, they're going to tie up whatever you have put that uh, against mm. for a while. And uh, denying those command abilities, because uh, I mean, if you're taking the Lord of Afflictions, you're probably taking that uh, command trait. Um, is is just so solid. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I, I really like you know the ability with the drowned men. So after mm-hmm. the deployment, you mm-hmm. can um, you can make those drowned men lot of afflictions mm-hmm. um, and plus gods move. You can move up to eight. So, fast, yeah. Yes, yeah, so even if you don't want to take them off on the side of the board, mm-hmm. you do get an early eight-inch mm-hmm. movement, which um, can be quite brutal um, yeah. if you build around it. Right. Or you can move them on to an objective and um, just be like, here you go. Yeah, I'm already on the objective now. What are you, what are you going to do? Or it makes them hard to go, well, I've mm-hmm. got one, two, and more, especially if right. they take the top of the turn. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a lot of cool stuff, man. How do you play with them? I guess they kind of bring this home and, you know, we could talk mm-hmm. Nurgle till the cows come home or to the, <laughs> till they start like rotting mm-hmm. with inside and all the magic goodness. I thought I'd try to segue mm-hmm. into a Nurgle type example, like that meat cake that we had before. A meat cake. Now, now I want to make a lasagna. It, That's a lasagna is basically a meat cake, you know. Or Chicago deep dish pizza. Yeah, just like well, this. I mean, basically, yeah, yeah. So, How do you play with this army, mm-hmm. given that you have so little models, mm-hmm. you have so little flexibility on manipulating because things cost so many points. Mm-hmm. How do you play and how did you go four and one in two tournaments? Mm-hmm. So um, typically I will put uh, the Glockkin, the 10 man unit and Bloab together in the center of the board somewhere near each other. So if I need to get like uh, an early battle tactic for uh, running the three of them, easy enough, because I'm not usually going to do anything turn one, but cast my spells and my opponent will usually give me the first turn fine i'll just cast spells and move into their face um and what, would, other... what would be before you move off that point what would be your battle tactic in turn one if you were given if you were given turn one what's your battle tactic uh either monsters take over or furious uh, advance okay yep um i'm gonna have uh the two five man units they're usually going to be on the side objectives or the side of the board and they're just going to slowly move on up um if if my opponent wants to uh, put a lot of uh, put their whole army against one of the five man units. That's fine. That's fine. I don't care if I lose them because you're gonna you're gonna have to devote a lot of resources to it. Um, but they'll usually just they'll make their way up. Um, and a lot of people underestimate what it does to to kill them. Um, Literally, what Matt said, it takes mm-hmm. a very long time. You're right. Mm-hmm. There is little models on the table. You've got 20, 22 models here mm-hmm. in your particular list, mm-hmm. but the amount of effort, yes, and and the durability from the healing, from the ward, mm-hmm. from just all of the things, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah. I think that's probably where, like, I think I've said to Nurgle players many times, you know, you, you're going to take a punch and then smile back at your opponent because they'll throw a lot at you mm -hmm. and you will take it very well. Yep. And then you'll put disease on them and then they'll take wounds out of that. So I uh, typically, yes, I'll usually run the, uh, the big unit up the board uh, with the Glockkin somewhere around there. Um, depending on the terrain, I may not have him in a position where he can leverage his abilities as well because that, that big unit is big it's in the way and the glockin is a big base too um and then bloab uh oftentimes once he's kind of done his initial stuff i will send him off to the side to support one of the smaller units um because he moves eight inches he moves twice as fast as everything else in the army um so he's actually quite quite speedy but sometimes i'll have him behind the big unit to just project that potentially minus one um to hit bubble um and dealing mortal wounds um in in your opponent's shooting phase and the combat phase it, it's chip damage but it's hey whatever it's a free free thing um so very often uh, i'll be forced to go first because i'm five drops that's okay i really want my hunters of the heartland um it's just it's that big and so i'll run them up the board opponent will usually kind of move forward if they are canny about it they will understand how blight creek works and they will stay out of 12 inches of the glockkin because that's the trigger yeah you can be 12 inches of those those blight kings but as long as you stay out of 12 inches of the glockkin he will not trigger blight creek um sometimes they have no choice i'm on that objective mm -hmm. and there's no way to get it without being within 12. um and so if if i'm in 12 i will blight creek usually and now we're stuck in and um i will survive more than than you now i've yeah and then that then the smaller units will slowly make their way up um up the boards the glockin will go around where he needs to go uh the blowout will go where he needs to go um so i am actually fairly mobile in that case because i'm able to get them where they need to be and um just kind of roll through and destroy things as i do um against armies like uh i think somebody made a comment earlier about like feral foray what do i do with that mm, I, I i i was gonna loop to that because yep. there are some object you know some there are some yep. uh, scenarios so where there are a lot of objectives the the final mission at uh, lone star um oh gosh uh, i think his name was roger barker is on the usa team um he was playing soul black gravelords with uh, legion of night and um you know he's able to just pop up everywhere on the board um and so in that case i yes i sent the 10-man unit just kind of up the board um to to deal with the zombies because they will and they did um but i had to keep the glock in back to make sure he couldn't just pop manfred on there but what's very nice about that is with that kind of long range of blight creek you know, he pops up and i can be like okay you have uh, brought these um, these grave guard up, and now I charge them, or um, you know I'm I'm in the position to kind of do what I need to to do there. Um, and so I had to keep most of the army back in that case, but eventually I'm able to roll forward. Um, that's a mission where I, I generate a lot of summoning points. I was able to drop some um, plague bearers on something and be like, all right, you guys deal your thing. Now the the guys are going to move forward, and five. Um, uh, blight kings will mow through infantry because that's another yeah. thing that a lot of people 
in this edition um, have infantry units that either through sheer number of wounds or just being like, well, you can't you can't kill 20, 30 models in a turn. And um, and uh, Blight Kings are like, oh, yeah. And they will because they have so many attacks. And then at the end of combat, um, they have another rule, relentless attackers, where you pick an enemy within three inches and roll a die for every model uh, in the Blight King unit that's within three inches of that unit. And every die roll that is over the wounds characteristic of that unit, you deal a mortal wound. So that 10 block can deal 10 extra mortal wounds at the end of combat. Now, this is only for units with three or less wounds, but, I mean, Stormcast, um, uh, Blood Knights, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. A couple of questions to the teacher. Yeah. Um, first off, unit of 10 Black Kings... <clears throat> You'd probably you you'd get more than five in. You'd probably probably on average about six to seven, depending on yeah about what six, what eight, you're fighting seven. and yeah, yeah probably mm -hmm. you're probably around six mm -hmm. yeah maybe seven. Obviously, if there's multiple mm -hmm. in combat, you might get more mm -hmm. of them. Um, I want to loop back to something you said, and then I want to go back to the chat. Mm -hmm. So there was another really good question from Andy K that I want to bring up. But you mentioned about hunters being important. We missed that. We missed that. We didn't talk about it in the list. Mm -hmm why why would you go hunters and the reason i ask this is if you took the gospel of twitter you would see battle regiment is op everyone is focused on battle regiment the 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 race to the bottom to be one drop mm -hmm. so you can control who goes first in the mm -hmm. first battle round but you have decided not to go with warlords to get an extra artifact mm -hmm. you haven't even you've you have you've gone with hunters mm -hmm. why hunters well, with the models in this army, I don't think there's any other battalion I can actually use. I, I mean, I can use a battle regiment, but I, I'm still a two-drop army. Um, but Hunter's monstrous actions are just that critical to, to the game in a lot of ways. When the army focuses, the, the solid core of that army is the infantry. Um, being able to use, um, uh, not being roared at is huge. I mean, that, that mm. solid block of Blight Kings, getting them to a three-up save, they're so hard to, to, to hurt in that case. Or if I need to, to use an all-out attack, or et cetera. Or if I just want to avoid getting hit with a D3 Mortals um, out, of, out of nowhere. Um, it is uh, just so critical, I've, I've found. Um, and with this list, the way it's set up, turn order doesn't matter that much to me. If I if I go um, second, all right, I've set myself up maybe for a double turn, which I have sometimes. If I go first, I put my buffs up and I run up the board, and I'm still able to do something in my opponent's turn with Blight Creek. So it doesn't really matter to me who goes first or second. In fact, sometimes when the the option is taken out of my hands, I'm like, I don't have to care. You mm. I, you tell me what's going on, and I will do it. Um. So I understand the importance of one drops in certain contexts, but in this battle pack, and it's going to be very interesting when that all changes in a few months, not denying what monsters do is huge. Good point. Cause I was going up. Uh, there's been a couple of like additional questions I was going to ask. 
Mm -hmm. One, we talked a little earlier about potentially flipping out the blowout rot spume for a lot of afflictions, gut rot, mm -hmm. some type of, you know, um, rot bringer leader. Mm -hmm. You could easily bring this as a two drop list to be the rot bringer assist. Um, if I bring the list back up for a second, you could make this a two drop list if you drop blowab, mm -hmm. brought in a rot bringer list, and then use the rot bringer assist um, to reduce the drops. Uh, um, you be yeah, I, I wouldn't use the Robbringer assist. And the reason I can't use, I would rather just use the Battle Regiment because um, you can't put the Glockin in the, the Robbringer assist. It's only for the like less than 10 moon models. Yeah, which is why I said you'd have to drop Bloab and yeah. you would uh, bring in a Robbringer leader. And then this would be two drops if you one, use the Robbringer assist. Yeah, well, if, if, I, if I did that, it would still be, I would just do Battle Regiment. It's one drop in that case. Because the you again you can't put the Glockkin in the uh, the Robbringer assist. Thank you, because I was explicitly mm -hmm. trying to call that out. Because you got two battalions in there. One mm -hmm. is obvious, right? It's the, the yeah. three fatties, the great unclean mm -hmm. ones. But being that you're immortal, I wanted to call that from you without mm -hmm. telling you about the Robbringer assist. Yeah. And it's an okay battalion. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure why I would take it. Obviously the 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 requirements of not having to take lots of small heroes is good yeah it's certainly a good one but um yeah i think at the moment battle rage would be better if you wanted but i think you've given us a good explanation on why you're not worried about drops which then leads me to the second part is how would this list potentially change in the new general's handbook if hunters disappeared now obviously there could be new battalions but i have i have no idea because monsters aren't going to do the same thing is this going to be a, uh, a a book that's focused on infantry is this going to be a book that's focused on shooting is this going to be a book I... mm. well 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 political response is like i don't know i'll wait I'll how wait. how how i have no idea maybe maybe i will want to uh use smaller heroes um in in the the next one but right now having that extra monster is just so critical yeah yeah, I would agree. And I agree. And the cool thing as well is you're not giving a lot of way of monster points as well, because obviously when you lose a monster, it gives you away a CP. Mm -hmm. um, do you, yeah. And you've got some monsters, of course, some extra VP as well. You don't have the three to get the additional one from the run, but um, yeah. Beast of Nurgle, absolutely. I think they are very good, oh, yeah. especially oh, in yeah. the more demon side. Um, mm -hmm. Big, big fan. Um, don't wish shooting on us. I, th I look, if I was making a bold prediction about the next general's handbook, I would say maybe it'll be wizardy. That, that's my, that'd be my guess. That'd be my guess. Maybe it'd be more of a wizardy meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's shift it all back to, uh, to Lumineth again. They need to sell more of them, I guess. Oh, we'll go, we'll go, maybe, maybe it's the next, next phase of, uh, yeah. malign sorcery and forbidden power, the uh, unlocking maybe. of stuffing mm -hmm. girl who knows yeah. but i want to talk meta and i want to then wrap things up okay. um at the moment you've obviously gone to four and one in two tournaments mm -hmm. and uh am I, am I playing hallow hard again no i'm playing sons at the moment mm -hmm. and i'm building my armies on parade for stormcast so okay. no but I'm, I'm i'm very tempted with krondus um in my hallow heart so yes back to you Yep. What what is the landscape that you've faced right now at two major tournaments mm -hmm. um in third edition, second half of third edition, post mm -hmm. the winter FAQ? 
what are the types of armies that you need to give advice to? Like, are, are we you finding lots of dragons? Are you finding a lot of shooting? Is it magic? Is it still hero heavy? Um, mm -hmm. And I guess what's the advice to to the field that you've faced? Um, so there's definitely heavy shooting um, in in kind of the stuff I faced. I got lucky and I've dodged suns. Um, which I think is actually one of the things that will hurt me real bad because I I can DPS down things pretty good. I can't DPS down a giant that well, and their damage output does not decrease depreciably. You either kill a giant or you don't. Um, and and that's something I'm worried about. Um, Kragnos is difficult because he will he'll just run three. He'll just smash through that 10-block unit, and I can kill him, but... You know, it's 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 hit or miss. Depends on how the opponent rolls. Um, I what were you two losses, by the way, George? Good question. Like four, because it's always like what what was the the one game yeah. you dropped each tournament? So at uh, LVO, it was against Gavin Gregar, who won the whole thing. Oh. I mean, it was Living City with uh, thirty crossbows, you know, four fulminators and uh, four dragons. I mean, on the vice. Which the vice plays fairly well with this army, but it's, I mean, you know. Um, and then uh, the loss at um, uh, Lone, Star Lone Star was also on the vice, but it was against a, a Stormcast list that had, um, you know, uh, six long strikes, um, four fulminators, uh, Bastion, Aventus, Firestrike. Uh, which turns out Aventus was the important part of that list because uh, Cycle of the Storm kept my disease points from killing anything. Um, and uh, <laughs> looking back on it, I actually uh, may have won that game, but I, I forgot to put a Nurgling out, or not Nurgling, a um, Plague Bearer out, and I miscounted, but it's I messed up. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Do, does Nurgle have a problem with the vice, or was it just a bad matchup? Because you've because both of the, the games you've mentioned that you've lost were the vice. I think it was the bad matchup. Um, the uh, against against Gavin's list, he he dominates um, mobility because and, and that's the thing is he gets around Blight Creek um, because he'll stay out of range shoot and then move into range and that's the shooting mm. phase i can't do anything about it and so i will not deny him his fulminator buffs he's able to pick and choose what he needs to do the um uh, crossbows plops them out bam 60 shots gets a double turn bam that's 60 more shots and they just took down the glock in there and you know it is what it is you can't hide from it uh not on the vice anyway so that's what happened there uh against um the Stormcast. The Stormcast. It was uh, neck and neck uh, each each time because um, I can't get to his backfield. But that's, uh, I mean, I was just moving up. He was able with those long strikes to kill Bloab, and then he was able to kill the Glockin. Um, and he just had enough kind of ablative stuff to put in the way to keep me from ever getting to the long strikes because um, I don't I don't move that fast, and he's not coming to me. Um, and I'm like, well, I can either sit here and we don't do anything until turn four, or I can uh, start moving towards you. And, and 
you know, he could have easily translocated those guys where he needs them to be. So I need to come towards him. Um, and that game actually ended up uh, where I had summoned some uh, plague bearers in to take the middle objective. And he had enough models with Bastion, um, Aventus. He was able to retreat him out of combat to get onto the objective there. And he had to kill enough plague bearers. And he made a charge with that fulminator. And that fulminator did enough damage and is what it is. Um, so that's kind of where that, that came down. That was a very close game, like right to the end of uh, turn five. Uh, so that's, that's, that's where it is. Yep. Um, two, mm-hmm. two other questions. Does Beast of Chaos scare you at all? Have you, I don't know if you've seen, seen the new white dwarf with like random. Oh, I've, I've seen them. And, and part of me is just like, Oh, GW, you teases, you're trying to get me back into, to Beast of Chaos, but no, you need to give me new models first and then I'll buy them. Um, do they scare me? No, probably not. I mean, I well, we'll see when we come into them. But uh, uh, I mean, they're infantry. I'll shred infantry. Um, they're fast. I mean, Beasts of Chaos are probably the, one of the fastest uh, armies uh, out there. Um, but you can only use um, Inspiring Presence on one unit. So mm. what's it going to be? They'll just do hordes of, uh, they'll just do lots of uh, dragon ogres and bull, ro- uh, bull gores and I think that'd be, <laughs> that'd be, a, that's a, that's a neat concept to, uh, to play against. And, uh, guy at LVO went four and one with, uh, bull gore, So, mm-hmm. yeah, interviewed him literally last week, Matt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, may or may not, may or may not be getting a card ride to him to the LVO 2023. So, mm-hmm. partially concerned, partially excited if Matt's listening mm-hmm. to this. But, um, and then the last question I really had, was um who doesn't nurgle do well against like is there armies that at a tournament you'd prefer not to play and why so in uh and that depends on the nurgle list you're doing because if you're doing you have a lot of screens you have a lot of like plague bearers or something you don't care that much about as much about suns are you going to kill the suns i don't know probably not because you can't do any damage but um in my case, I, I'm actually afraid of Sons of Behemoth. Um, I'd be afraid of um, um, uh, Stonehorns, a lot of them, because they have a lot of high rends. They deal a lot of wounds that I can't do that much about. And it's really a question of, can I roll fives? Um, Living City, I don't like either, as, as I said, because they have the mobility to get around me and stay out of my um, my counter uh, assault range. And I don't have the movement to chase them. Mm. Um, so they're able to, to pick the the thing. So, so armies which are able to either get around what I can do um, or choose the timing of when they're going to do what they can, those are the ones I'm, I'm more worried about. Um, but... Uh, a lot of armies, I I just don't give them. Like if if they're their their big thing is they need to just have a solid, you know, core, and this is what they they do with it. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just come at you, um, and and one of us will will survive, and it's probably me. Yeah, you've got you've got the survivability and the durability. I imagine things that can pin you into your backfield with, and obviously, you know, list dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything that can keep you from advancing up the board mm-hmm. and scoring yeah. um, will make your life very hard. rough. Uh, yeah. Like uh, like um, another guy in, in Texas here, uh, Matt Robish, um, he 
uh, I did very well at Lone Star. Um, he's using 20 Blood Knights. Is that two units of 10? And then the, uh, the uh, Rousing Commander uh, Vampire Lord with the minus one thing. So he just got the turn priorities and just crammed them into my my army. And the train favored him too because it pinned me in. And yeah, I cleared all his stuff, but he had scored too many points for me to to um, to to make it up. With your with your game against Gavin, what was the what was the thing that did you the most damage? Was it the crossbows? Was it, was it the dragons? Of, and, and and that's kind of why I pulled that comment up because Matt, you know, making a good comment around the Iron Drakes, I think it's less about the mortal wounds. You know, mm -hmm. you handle the mortal wounds really well. You know, dragons do what D six or D three mortal I, wounds I'm, each. I'm not scared about dragons. Literally, what I was going to say is, you're like, eh, eh, yeah, and and I miss, yeah. It, especially because a lot of them will they'll move forward then they'll move again i'm like oh cool i'll, I'll charge you yes and yeah yes. and disease and disease will eat the dragon so mm -hmm. but it's the things like the high volume yep. of quality attacks mm -hmm. iron drakes crossbows yep. two examples yep. you know hitting on threes or hitting on twos wounding on twos yeah, if you make it's... me do you know 30 saves i'm gonna fail a lot of them Correct. It, the weight of dice, you know, yep. you know, buffed up witch elves probably would give you a, you know, double knife witch elves right now. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, that mean, could be not, that could be, that could be, you know, 60, 60 saves, you know, because they got yeah. like reroll ones to hit. Yeah. And they, yeah. you know, but my point really is it's less about the, the high rend, high, mm -hmm. you know, high uh, mortal wounds because mm -hmm. most armies don't do lots and lots, but mm -hmm. it's the high volume of attacks right. that will get you through attrition. Yep. And with a lot of, um, this edition pushing people towards monsters and the and, and smaller units just in general just because of the um the points changes um you will uh you don't run into as many massed uh infantry or anything so no, no. give me give me give me curse at a greater length or give me an ability to use like a umbral spell portal to extend uh, the range from nine to twelve man. give me a bow in vortex <laughs> And I will be murder stripping everybody with a lot of witch elves. But I right think every, now, everyone will do that. Right yeah. now, I just like just don't have the range. But James, this has been awesome. I have, I mean, we could keep talking. There's so mm -hmm. much cool stuff in Nurgle. I think Love you've proven now. that it's not a trash army. It's mm -hmm. a lot of great stuff in here. And this is just one of many examples of the way you can build and do well. Do well. I think you're well placed in the competitive landscape right now. Do you want to give a shout out to any of your crew, like the Houston uh, Grand Alliance crew? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, hey to everyone who's watching, um, you know, anyone who's uh, uh, everyone to come down and uh, throw down in Texas. Um, we have four grand tournaments a year, um, at least in each of our, our major cities um, for our uh, Texas Masters scene. Um, so we'd love to see people come on, come on by. Um we have multiple tournaments a month here in Houston as well. Um, so we do, uh, we have a, a discord um, for that um, where people from all over just chat and talk. Um, we have uh, both our, our Grand Alliance Houston here and uh, Harambe's Heroes, which are basically the same group. But, um, you know, shout out, of course, to the Austin Weird Knobs, the Dallas Defenders, and the Sons of Slambo. Um, so it's... Um, you know, fantastic group we have here in Texas. We'd love to see uh, people come on by and we're uh, trying to, to get out to more of these events um, and uh, 
it's great uh, for you having me on. I may or may not be looking at a sneaky Warhammer Open Austin mm. trip. So or, I'm waiting to see. I don't think they're going to have it in Austin again, but it's probably going to be somewhere in Texas again. That's what I was going to say. Like mm -hmm. I'm waiting to see what the next series of Warhammer Open looks like. Mm -hmm. um, that to me, because one of the reasons I want to come over is because I can get a direct flight from where I live in Sydney mm -hmm. direct to Dallas. So I can go ah, to Dallas okay. or I can go to LAX nonstop. So they're my two options. So if there is a austin dallas mm -hmm. houston something mm -hmm. uh and the timing's right we may see each other this year if not lvo next year it's in the diary i'm coming all right covid covid variant I million hopefully doesn't will. stop me we'll see what happens so all right well um cool all right wrap up james thank you so much for you for, for your insights it's been awesome yes i do need to come to texas yes i do need to i've already been once but i need, I need more texas barbecue yes. all right i'm gonna drop off everyone's everyone's showing me a lot of love thanks james love your work and uh thank you for all the insights yeah thank you thanks for sticking around until the end i hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas if you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video, as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigmar conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more sixes.